Hello and welcome to episode one of Hammer Time Podcast. I am your host, Ken, and uh, I represent a company called Humble Hammer, hence the name Hammer Time Podcast. And um, I really wanted to have an open platform to communicate with some of the guys in my trade and gals um, and, and kind of get an expert's perspective and view on what's really happening, you know, within our market, within the industry, uh, how has COVID affected us, uh, how we're trying to support each other as small businesses, uh, and kind of networking within each other to find the most honest, the, the most highest quality and the most effective way to, uh, take care of our customers in this time. And, uh, and so I wanted to create uh, the first podcast to kind of give an overview of um, and magnify certain things. So the first thing is an overview of kind of what we do as a company and what we are uh, striving for. And we're a general contracting company. You've seen a thousand of them out there, GNR Construction and J&J and B&R Brothers. And, um, you know, there's one thing that separates us and it's more than just our name. Uh, our, our, our whole motto is the quiet professionals. Uh, kind of going against that whole thing by having a podcast, but... Uh, quiet professionals, in my opinion, are the ones that are not looking for the glitz and glamour. They're just there to just take care of you. And they do it quietly like a bunch of hermits. And we come in and out and we don't disturb anyone. And our whole goal at the end of the day is to make sure that your house is exactly how you want it to be or how you envisioned it to be. Uh, But more importantly, the satisfaction, the safety and the security, knowing that every product put into that house is safe. Every product put into that house has been checked. Uh, we stand behind a five-year warranty on all our labor and services, which is beyond anybody in the industry right now. Highest I've seen is a two-year warranty. Uh, and the reason for that is because we know our stuff is going to last. We know our builds are going to last, our flooring is going to last, those countertops, the backsplash tile. What we do will last the test of time, and we stand behind that. Um, and because of that, we've attracted some really unique uh, talent in the field, everybody from civil engineers to architects, real estate uh, agents, brokers, investors, uh, plumbers and electricians, everybody licensed to bond, everyone with their own established um, structure, but now saying, how do we how do we network without it being called network? You know, network is such a professional, high level, everyone has to be hello and suit and tie and very nice to meet you. Here's my business card. We, we flipped the script on that. You know, our thing is like personal attention. And personal commitment to whatever it is your goal is. And if we can help you achieve that goal or dream, whatever we have to do to get you there, we know that the end result will be um, not just the satisfaction or the appreciation of the work being done, but it's a long-term effect. It's a long-term relationship, knowing that 15 years years from now, uh, we'd love to still be working with that person and saying, oh, yeah, he built my kitchen 10 years ago. They did our roof 15 years ago. Um, and so with what we do as a company, we do pretty much everything from roof to foundation, framing, uh, drywall, kitchens and bathroom remodels, um, anything in that construction field. And we have uh, the resource, the talent and, and, and the people right now to facilitate that on a very high level. Um, our costs maybe not be the most effective in some cases, but um, it's because, we, you know, we're also paying through the nose for to have our team uh, perform the quality of work that, that most people see in magazines and see in cutouts. And, um, that's important to us. And, uh, and so with all that being said, you know, the first thing I want to kind of magnetize is, 
is a kitchen remodel. You know, I wanted to start there first for anybody curious about the cost of a kitchen model and what goes into it and what should I expect and what should I be looking for. Um, I want to give a kind of quick two minute snapshot of how everything works from the ground up and then walk you through it. So if your budget is 12,500 to 15,000 and you had an open canvas, meaning there was nothing, just the walls, just the drywall and an open area, let's say it's already been demoed, um, you know, you're probably going to drop 30, 3,500 on cabinets. And those are uh, prefabricated cabinets. Those are not semi-custom or custom cabinets. Uh, they've already been assembled in a shop. They just need to be adjusted and, and, and uh, leveled and, and put into place. Uh, you're going to drop another thirty-five dollars to $5,000 in countertops, which typically includes the sink uh, and the faucet within that range. So right off the bat, you're already at the 9000 mark. Um, in a 10 by 12 or 10 by 15 kitchen, throw in some LVP, uh, which is luxury vinyl plank. Those are the click plank flooring that you see at Home Depot. They're waterproof. Um, and if it's a, it's a flip, then get standard LVP with a decent mill layer. The mill layer, M-I-L layer, and you'll see 10 mill layer, 20 mill layer, just means that, that really thick clear coat that sits on top of that wood grain and how long that wear layer is going to last over time. So if you're talking about apartment community, yeah, you want to put some high mill layer. If you're talking about a house flip, low mill layer for an LVP would be fine. Um, definitely not laminate. You hear a lot about laminate floors. Those have a core of essentially sawdust just smacked in with wood. And so you can imagine just a light bit of water will swell those up and then you got you got chicken pox floors. Um, and so you want to make sure that subfloor is secured really well to the joist, no creaking or cracking. Um, at that point, we put a underlayment, which is typically like a little blue filament paper or, or plastic or uh, specialty absorbent. Uh, kind of creates another layer of, 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 of softness to the flooring, but also gives it extra uh, protection against the subfloor in case there is any saturation or leakage or, or, or uh, problems in the future. Um, and then you got your baseboard trim and your trim level for your cabinets. So if you're doing basic cabinets, pop a little bit of French type trim on the top, throw a little bit of baseboard, you're good to go. Um, with such a twelve five to $15,000 budget, with the countertops, I'd probably just tell them to use the same type of countertop material and, and make a four inch ledger, um, kind of a backsplash to your kitchen. Um, and then your lighting, you know, making sure you have what they call GFCI outlets, outlets that have the little reset button. You see them in your bathroom. When you put your hair dryer on, it doesn't work. You hit the button, bing pong, and then the thing jumps on and then the hair dryer works. You need that for sure in a kitchen and you need that you need an electrician for sure to make sure everything is running properly um, i can't tell you from working in other companies and, and uh, even when i was first starting my company years and years and years ago uh, you know nobody's perfect and, and i made a lot of mistakes and had to learn a lot of mistakes and and sometimes having the guy that does everything and can button up that little socket winds up being a twenty thousand dollar fix and so always go with an electrician licensed and bonded um, it's worth paying a little bit extra for putting it into the budget. So, you know, you might be out another two to 3,000 between electrical and plumbing. Um, so let's call that 4,000 even between electrical and plumbing. That's updating your lights in the kitchen, maybe putting a couple of pendant lights for sure, updating the plumbing, make sure you have a garage, uh, excuse me, garage, make sure you have a garbage disposal. Um, you got a nice faucet and that's it. You know, 12, 5, 15, you drop that in. 
turn around, sell the house. People are thinking they're getting $30,000 kitchens. And, uh, and if it's something that we're touching, then yeah, we're still going to put the little je ne sais quoi. We're going to make it look really nice. Uh, put some cool finishing touches that we do. Um, cause that's what humble hammer does. And, uh, and so that's it from, from a magnified kitchen remodel perspective, kind of a general idea of that cost. But realistically, most of our kitchens that we do, um, I mean, we average anywhere between 35, 38,000 for a normal kitchen, all the way up to about 70 to 85,000, depending on the, the location, the customer's budget and what they want. But we usually hover between 35 and about 75 on our kitchens. Uh, but you're also getting some beautiful custom work and you're getting some knocking down of walls and backsplash tile and stone wrap, you know, posts and all this fancy stuff. Um, and it's quality stuff, you know, so, um, so that's it from, from a kitchen perspective as a, as a first episode, definitely an introduction of who we are, uh, what our goal is to be. We want to continue to kind of build this non-network, this kind of family relationship of, integrity, hard work, uh, and communication. You know, we're going to have real estate agents that might have a better key or, or foot on the ground on, on certain issues that uh, somebody may not. And with our investors, with, um, you know, talking with electricians and plumbers, we want to get everyone on the same field, on the same field, and also allow the customer to uh, hear from them too, hear honestly from our subs. And, you know, why do you guys charge what you charge sometimes? And, you know, how do I save money, but not you know, deteriorate the quality of the project. And, uh, and so we want to create that open platform for you guys. Always an open channel of communication from my end. Please leave any comments, questions, uh, or concerns right there in the comment box there. Um, and, uh, please do us a favor. Please support your local businesses. Give us a like, a share, a follow, tell everybody about, um, you know, what you're thinking about and, and, um, and how wonderful, you know, Humble Hammer is. <laughs> uh, with all that being said, I hope y'all have a wonderful rest of your week. Um, and we hope to speak to y'all soon. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome to episode two of Hammer Time Podcast. I'm your host, Ken, and the title of today's podcast is Ryobi One Kenobi. I am an avid Star Wars fan, been a Star Wars fan since I was a kid. Not one of those weirdos that have like little action figures lining my room or anything like that, but always had a, a real strong connection with the overall message and the, you know, uh, whole emphasis on the dark and light side and Jedi's and all this other stuff. And so at any rate, there is a character named Obi-Wan Kenobi, good dude. Uh, and so a little play on words there and Ryobi being a, um, drill set company, a company that, that, that does power tools, I should say. Uh, and they're not bad. They're not terrible at all. And so, you know, for a home buyer's project tool bag kit, if you will, uh, these are some really cool um, things to keep in that bag in case of an emergency, in case of just basic home projects. This is a really easy kit to put together. It's not terribly expensive, uh, and it's really the only things you need, in my opinion. Uh, and so we'll start off with the most easiest one, which is the hammer. Um, and, you know, you can get anywhere between 10 and 15 different hammers. You go to Home Depot, you walk down the, the uh, power tool section, you get into the hammers, and there's so many tools to choose from. Keep it simple. Uh, they go by ounces. 
So, um, you know, if we're looking at a uh, 20 ounce hammer or 28 ounce hammer, I mean, these are huge hammers. Uh, you don't have to use as much centrifugal force because there's so much weight behind that hammer. Uh, and so I would stick with a 16 ounce. 16 ounce hammer, Dewalt makes a phenomenal one that's a full tang, meaning the metal or, or the steel that they fabricated the hammer from falls all the way down to the handle. So you have a nice, clean, strong follow through when you hit. Uh, and they can run between $20 and $30, but they're worth it. Don't buy a cheap hammer uh, when you need it the most and it breaks. It's not it's not a situation you really want to be in. Uh, so 16-ounce hammer, D-Wall, Home Depot. They got it. Get it. Good to go. Um, another really important tool is a tape measure. 25-foot tape measure is, is pretty good for most standard projects. Um, Milwaukee makes some really nice tape measures that actually have the intricate you know, three quarters inch, five, six, all these different measurements so that your cuts could be that much more accurate for those who don't know all those specific measurements. Uh, so it's a really cool learning uh, tape measure and it's really solid. Milwaukee makes phenomenal tools and phenomenal, uh, you know, sets of hammers and things like that. And so um, long story short, tape measure Milwaukee all day. Uh, Dewalt makes nice tape measures too, but I've always stuck with Milwaukee. They, they've done me right and it's super accurate. Um, another thing to get is a leveler and, you know, you can go down the same tool aisle where the hammers are and you'll have five or six different types of levelers. Which one do you get? Do you get the really long one? Do you get the tiny one? Do you get the little ping pong one? You want to get the one that's at least 12 inches long, you know, something that's, that's long enough to stick on top of, um, you know, a, a chimney mantle or something like fireplace mantle. Um, or if you're, you know, setting a cabinet or, you know, you're trying to level the fridge off torpedo leveler is what they call it most of them have a little magnet on the top and the bottom uh, i typically get those because it just gives it that much more efficiency if i'm, I'm in an area where there's metal i can stick to uh, but long story short get a tape get a uh, leveler um, and the one that has the three different bubble areas so the one on the side one in the middle one on the other side so leveler good to go on that one it's also good to have um, a little spackling tool uh, and a, a small, uh, tr I guess, little um, trowel, if you will. Again, Dewalt makes trowels. I think there's like a two or three inch. Those are perfect. They're made out of stainless steel. Throw one of those in the bag. You never know when you have to button up some holes from a picture or taking down a, a TV mount or something like that, or, or even, uh, you know, uh, fixing up a wall. So really important to have that little trowel, that little Dewalt trowel. Uh, like a little spackling metal thing. Uh, message me if you guys have any questions about any of these tools or if you want me to break it down in the comments, kind of a little material list of things to get for that, I will do that. Um, secondly, you know, outside of, of having that is having the actual, um, what they call mud. So drywall mud or a little bit of a spackling kit. And there's a company called DAP, D-A-P. And if you go to the Home Depot aisle down, the, excuse me, the Home Depot painting aisle, and you just tell them, hey, do you have any DAP product? Um, it's called Platinum DAP. P-L-A-T-I-N-U-M. has a black lid, white uh, kind of cubicle box, and it has the, the, the mud in there. Um, and it's kind of like a, a bond, a bondo, if you will. Uh, it's great for small drywall patches. It's great for uh, doing light trim around the house and just kind of pushing that through the cracks, sanding it, you know, letting it dry, sand it, paint it, so forth. Um, and so it's good to have one of those tiny little um, containers of that. They, they typically run about eight, nine bucks. So definitely throw that in the bag. Um, 
moving forward with that same objective, you wanna have two different sanding blocks. They're really cheap, they're three to four bucks, same aisle, you know, same painting aisle. You just ask the painting people, do you have uh, a couple of sanding blocks? And in sanding, in the sanding world, you have so many different choices and it's based off grit, G-R-I-T, so the grit level. 60 grit being not as many grit means you can sand thicker pieces, areas that have these really big protrusions. It's a heavier grit, so you can sand down, but it's not finite, it's not fine sanding. Uh, and so typically I throw either a 60 or an 80 grit little sanding block, they're usually purple. Uh, and then I'd get either a 180 or a 200 or 220 grit uh, little sanding block. So I have two of them. One is a rough sand, the other one's a fine sand. That's good to throw in the bag, cheap, always good to have that. Uh, next is a caulking gun and caulk, uh, I said that clearly, caulking gun and caulk. Uh, again, DAP makes a great product, GE makes a product. You just have to go in the same painter's aisle and just say, I just need some standard 50 year caulking. Uh, it is not epoxy and it's not the super thick stuff that gets stuck to your finger like um, that marshmallow fluff stuff. So this is the very uh, clean silicone stuff. You wipe it with a you know wet finger, wet rag, nice and clean. And you always wanna have that for your finite stuff. Um, with the screwdrivers, as I walk through them, you know, in my opinion, it's good to have the long ones and the little stubby ones, the little hot dog finger uh, screwdrivers, because there's times where you're getting inside of a cabinet or underneath the sink, and you, you know, you can't stick this giant screwdriver, you don't have room. So get the little nubby ones, get the normal size ones, you're good to go in that kit. Um, another thing, and, and this kind of uh, leads into the plumbing part and everything else, um, a channel lock. Those are, it's like a wrench, you can adjust it. Channel locks are really good. There's also a specialty tool that's about $16 at Home Depot. Looks like a little hook with a, a pole going down. It's great for loosening up pipes. Um, so that's pretty efficient and it's good to have those. Uh, and then obviously a standard wrench you should definitely have. So it sounds like a lot of stuff, but as you add it up, you know, you might be out 200 bucks, but, or even 300, but you never have to get the, you never have to run to Home Depot and grab this, grab that. It's there in that home kit and you can pretty much do any, any project with it. Um, another really important uh, part of that kit is get going down the screw and nail aisle of Home Depot. And they have these standard kits that are about 10, 12 bucks. They have anchor screws. They have the butterfly screws with the little plastic things. You drill a hole in, you throw the plastic thingy in, you throw the friggin' screw in there and you open it up and it opens up like a little butterfly and sticks to the wall and the drywall can hold the weight and boom, boom, boom. But they're in that kit along with normal drywall screws and everything. So get one or two of those kits, throw it in the bag. Now, if you're hanging up a, a picture or if you need something to be, you know, tightened up on the floor, you got the screws, you have the screwdrivers. Um, so that kit's really important to have for sure. Um, in the same painter's aisle, I'd get one of those cheapy roller frame, you know, $18.99. You get the, the cut-in brush, you get the tiny roller with the roller frame, the large roller with two rollers and the tray and everything. Uh, that's worth to have always. If you're doing a little touch-up stuff around the house, great to have. And so that leads us into the uh, power drill area. And this is where the title of, of the episode and where I wanted to kind of slightly dive into it is the Ryobi. And the Ryobi series has what I believe is called the Ryobi One Plus. Uh, has a good amount of torque, meaning it can really turn the, 
the head of that drill pretty fast. Uh, and there's different types of drill. There's an impact drill. There's a, a, you know, a larger hammer drill, but keep it simple. Just, you know, if you, if you buy a kit of Ryobi, if you invest a couple of hundred bucks and you buy their generic kit, it has a drill in it, it has a battery, a charger, uh, and some of them might actually come with like a skill saw, or which is a, um, a circular saw that's not connected on a table, it's kind of freestanding. You can cut wood, cut wood uh, or anything really for that matter, depending on the blade, um, on the fly. And then some of them have a sawzall, which is kind of that longer, looks almost like a rifle with a long, straight, um, uh, saw and that's you know not you don't really need that so you know these are just kits sometimes they throw together in there uh, but if you have a drill in there um, you know you, you have your battery charger and your batteries and you have either a skill saw or what they call a miter saw either one of those is really effective to have um, and that's pretty much it from the Ryobi standpoint and the reason why I think Ryobi is beneficial uh, to homeowners but you know I, I even in this field there's guys that have uh, been doing this for 15, 20 years, and some of them swear by their Ryobi miter saw. That's the one that's connected to the wall. It's got a little bag on it. It's got, you know, a seven or, or 10 inch blade. It, you know, can you see them sliding a piece of wood and, you know, cutting it down and it can go different angles, 45 degrees, 25 degrees left to right. Uh, and some of them even tilt left and right. Uh, and even some of the operators tilt left and right when they're using it. Um, and so that's the Ryobi miter saw and you can stick that on a table, but it's pretty much meant to be on a flat surface to do your cuts. It's really good to have. Uh, and Ryobi makes a bunch of accessories. They're kind of the, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The build the bear tools, if you want, if you want to say, so you can literally pick and choose, uh, specialty lights that you'd use for a painting project. You put the battery in, the light shoots up, you got an LED lighting up the room. They have fans that you stick the battery in, the fan blows, cool, you know, uh, dries out a wall if you're doing mud or anything. Uh, they got Bluetooth radios, they have little vacuums, they got everything you need uh, in a whole, you know, aisle. Um, and Ryobi's, you know, when it comes to that quick change, I need this tool or that tool, not crazy expensive but still does the job. Ryobi does a really good job doing that. Uh, would I use it on a day-to-day -day basis on a construction site, uh, on a new build, on a rehab, on a remodel? Absolutely not from my standpoint. And not I don't say absolutely not, meaning it's a piece of garbage. Absolutely not because I need something that is gonna be nonstop all day a workhorse. And the Ryobi is meant to be used for home projects, doing a couple things here and there, has phenomenal power, great battery life, but when you're talking about everyday use, pinging and pinging and pinging, these brushless motors, regardless, eventually uh, will wear out. And, and you know, it is, there's normal wear and tear in the trigger. There's normal wear and tear in the little LED light. So having a, a drill that's built strong or a saw uh, or whatever, you know, uh, I typically run with like a Milwaukee. Uh, Dewalt makes great product, but really Makita is, is top line. Uh, my business partner Mark and I have, have tried every tool in the book and Makita has never stirred, you know, steered us wrong. It is strong, it's reliable, it's not the most beautiful looking thing, but sometimes you just need a work truck to get the job done and you need all the fancy frills and thrills and LEDs and Bluetooth technology. You know, Dewalt's got so many, they're becoming the new construction uh, Ryobi, if you will. Uh, and Dewalt makes great stuff too, I'm not dogging them, but Milwaukee and Makita, I think, have really cornered the market from a construction 
uh, standpoint. And so most, most of our, our guys and gals use uh, Milwaukee products or DeWalt even. Uh, and the, some of the higher notch guys that we have working will use Makita. Um, and it's not because they're higher notch that they use Makita. They just, they, they've been using it for 20 years and that's their thing. Uh, and we're very fortunate to have, you know, a good amount of people on the team that are experienced, you know, either own their own company or have gone through the ringer and just want to deliver the best version of their uh, skill set as possible. And that's a really important to th- uh, environment to thrive in, at least from a business standpoint, because you do want the people that have a heavy heart and that can, you know, not just go in there and, and win the day and take care of the customer, but be there through the ups and downs and be there to support them. And that's hard to find, especially in this market. Um, but on a side note, you know, Ryobi is king of the home remodels. It is absolutely reliable. It's easy to replace. Um, they're fun, you know, tools. They got some cool stuff that, that they're coming out with and they have right now. Uh, and Home Depot's around the corner, so you can always get one of those kits and they work just as effectively in your house. So Ryobi, king of the home remodels. Uh, Milwaukee, Makita, and DeWalt, king of the construction world. Um, and so that's the tool talk, if you will. That's tool talk. Ooh, I like that. Tool talk. Uh, and uh, next time we have an episode, I'm actually going to uh, see if I can invite my partner on to talk a little bit more about vehicle stuff. You know, not just from a standpoint, if you have a work truck and a vehicle, it's all about remodels and construction. No, I mean, he's got phenomenal experience from a mechanical standpoint. Uh, and, and I'd love for him to talk about what tools to have in your car in case of emergency. You know, what are the, the better kits out there for, you know, if you have to jumpstart your car, or put air in your tire, or change a tire, simple things like that. What's a good kit to have in your car? What's a good general kit to have in your car in period? Uh, jacket, survival stuff, just in case, you know, blankets and so forth. Uh, so a cool kind of walkthrough of uh, maintenance on the vehicle, what things to look for, and uh, and how to upkeep that. It's always important to do as much as you can to upkeep everything from physical fitness, social, spiritual, mental, vehicle, house. There's so many things that we're asked to maintain because nothing really lasts forever. And so you got to take care of it in order for it to last as long as possible. Uh, and so at any rate, I will hope to bring him on uh, to talk a little bit about cars and mechanic stuff. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes for sure. Um, I'm also going to be inviting one of my electricians. His name is David Long on for a podcast. Uh, shout out to David. Uh, I'd love to bring you on for the fourth or fifth episode. Um, and just talk about how you came to own your own electrical uh, business and, and what motivated you to do it. Um, and so that's pretty much it for fourth and fifth episode. I am talking to a few real estate agents and investors to see if they want to come on the podcast. If you're interested Uh, And if you're interested in being on the podcast, leave a comment, send us a message uh, and just say, hey, you know, this is my background. I'd love to talk about X, Y and Z, uh, because, you know, a lot of it is going to be talking about where the market's at, how we're all dealing with this COVID stuff, uh, how real estate agents are focusing on these good flips with low cost rehabs, how investors are looking for the real estate agents that are finding these, you know, diamonds in the rough. Uh, But it's a heavy market. It's a competitive market. And, you know, I've, I've gone to projects where I'm going out with an investor and a real estate agent and there's six contractors in their trucks, you know, with their cars on waiting behind us to jump in that same house because they got the next appointment to look at the house. So there, there's always that competitive market, um, but it's really driving uh, the home remodel aspect and new home construction and, uh, you know, rehab in general uh, to another level. And it has kept Humble Hammer 
uh, afloat and uh, Humble Hammer was developed over, you know, uh, Mark and I's general experience, Mark taking the, the reins of the company and putting it into a very specific niche where we're specifically servicing a lot of these real estate agents and investors. Uh, we will dabble in the, uh, you know, normal residential stuff, bathrooms and kitchens, uh, just because we, we love doing that part. It's a little bit closer connection with our clients uh, and our customers who we, we really love and appreciate. Um, and so we'll, we'll talk more about that and maybe even uh, have an episode where I talk to one of our customers about maybe their experience, their honest experience and uh, what they're looking forward to, especially with their project. Uh, and a little bit of background about people in general. You know, we, we we're in a very difficult time where there's so much conversation about what doesn't what divides us and there's not enough conversation on what brings us together, what things do we share in common, uh, what things can we share together. And uh, one thing I'll share with you is it is very windy. I'm doing this podcast in my car using my phone, the uh, HD microphone, I might add. Um, and so you can hear the wind and the little wind chimes outside. So just keeping it real, everyone. Um, but we will talk more with them and anyone else interested in the podcast. You know, there's a few things I just want to talk about before I end the podcast and say thank you again for the opportunity uh, to communicate with you with y'all and, and let you know a little bit about um, how we do things and what are some cool tips and tricks to keep in your house, things that uh, really help out and, and keep you safe in case of an emergency. Um, so that's that. Uh, lastly, I want to conclude this podcast uh, with definitely an, an open dialogue, letting people know that uh, you know, for us, it's really important to make sure everyone is able to, to communicate respectfully. And uh, I appreciate anyone who has been listening. Uh, any feedback, negative or not, makes no difference. Uh, I got pretty thick skin. Uh, but we, we want to continue doing this podcast. If, if you're interested in having us continue doing podcasts, you know, give us ideas too. If you want us to talk about some specific subjects, uh, we had somebody message us last week to talk about what are some tips in the house to do basic house maintenance? What things should we be doing to make sure that the house is just like a car being maintained? Um, and so the next episode, we're going to talk about house maintenance and things that you can do to kind of make sure your house doesn't go down uh, the drain. And, uh, and some of that's just like a human body. You know, you got to have your plumber, electrician, whoever come out and take a peek at things sometimes or clean out the vents or whatever that is. We're going to jump into it. Um, and other than that, I thank you all very much. I hope you all have a peaceful rest of your week and uh, make sure you stay tuned for the next episode of Hammer Time Podcast. This is Ken Sears signing out on my iPhone in my car with a bunch of windy chimes behind me. Take it easy, folks. Bye-bye.